Okay, welcome uh, everybody to the podcast. This is going to be the third session of the new drop-in, a continuation of the first adventure. Uh, the party decided they were just going to rent rooms at the um, town they were staying in there, uh, the town of Leavenworth. Um, and the uh, Duke of the Land, Francis, went ahead and provided them with rooms at the local inn. So it didn't cost them anything out of pocket. He figured it was the least he could do for them coming out to hell. So it will be the next morning. Um, what would everybody be doing? Okay. Uh, so we'll see what everybody's doing before breakfast. Breakfast will be about 7 o'clock. So, let's get this opened up real quick. I apologize. So, Tamlin is praying. Um, Axel, how do you pronounce your name there? Cortana. Cortana, okay. So, Cortana, what are you doing? Cortana. Cortana would be, uh, she would have probably bathed by this point been up she's she's usually an early riser and probably trying to be in search of uh just a small weapons merchant of sort okay um you would notice that the general store sells some basic weaponry but there is a blacksmith in town also Gotcha. Well, uh, I, I would probably head to the, the general store in search of uh, something relative to blow dart gun. Um, hand size. Nothing extensive. I am looking for a straw. Straw? Essentially. So you walk into the general store? Yeah. Okay, as you walk into the general store, you hear a little bell ring above the uh, door to alert the uh, merchant that someone has entered his shop. You will hear, once again, banging and clanging coming from the back room. I'll be right there! And then you just see like a little, a little hat bouncing behind the counter, and it'll stop and step up onto a stool so he can look over the top of the counter. He leans one arm on the counter, kind of puts his other one on his hip. Ah, my lady, how are you this morning? What can I help you with? Stifles giggles. I I just need a need a blow dart tube. A blow dart and maybe some blow darts. Alrighty, so how big of a blow dart tube would you want? Do you want one that's as tall as you, or one that is easily, easily concealable? Easily concealable. Okay, I think we have one of those, and you said you'd wanted some uh, blow darts as well? Yes. Alrighty, I will be right back. I'll go grab that for you. 
and he'll just hop off that stool, and you'll see his hat bouncing behind the counter again as he goes into the back room. And uh, you hear more banging, clanging, some stuff falling, uh, some choice words coming out of that back room. Then you hear, aha, found it. Where are those darts? More banging, clanging ensues. And eventually, Thank you. he comes running. He comes running back out. You see his hat again bouncing. Jumps up on the stool. And he sets him out on the counter for you. So here we have the smallest low dart available. At least here. It is about eight inches long. And it has a uh, bell shape on one end. And that is where you would put your mouth. Blow. And how many darts do you have? Uh, 20 of them. 20 darts. Mm -hmm. Let's say you might be able to conjure up maybe a few more, right? Eh? Uh, that's all I was able to find. I'm sorry. Mm. If you'll be back, well. if you'll be back in town, I can order some and have them here when you return. Yes, please do. Okay, and how many would you require? I like to do all my shopping at once. I'd say a solid 50 of them. 50 darts. Okay. I will get the order placed for you, and they should be here sometime next week. Thank you. Not a problem. And what do I owe you for this? So the... The uh, blow dart itself will be two silver, and the darts are ten for copper. Okay. Uh, hands over. Thank you, milady. Anything else I can help you with? No, no, I believe that would be it. All right, well, you have a wonderful day, and uh, I have a mess I have to clean up. Good day. And hop back down and run back into the back room. Okay. Um, basically, that'll be all... Um, we will say it'll be a 1d4... Plus, uh, we'll say your dex modifier. Uh, aiming. Uh, right. And it'll have, that's, that's a, it'll have a range of 30 feet natural and 100 feet at disadvantage. Anything beyond 100 feet would be unobtainable. Huh. Eight-inch tube, bud. The longer it is, the more range you'll get out of it. Anything beyond a hundred, anything beyond a hundred feet would be just wasting darts, just because of the accuracy of the short tube. Right. So you want me to create a custom for that? I can do it if you want me to. Yeah, because the regular blowgun is a uh, twenty-five to one hundred. Twenty-five to one hundred. Okay, we'll just do that then. 25 feet normally, 25 feet to 100 feet will be a disadvantage. Okay.
Alrighty, so are you good then? Yes. Okay. Lucy? Demon. He is racked out. Fantastic. So, uh, Lucy has not roused yet. Um, Rosalind. Luna. Yes, sir. Um, what would you be doing? Uh, breakfast is served at seven. What would you be doing? Uh, she's probably gonna think that she's praying, but she's not actually doing that. Uh, so she's reading a book, and then once breakfast is actually served, she get she's gonna head downstairs. Vale. So, yep, she's going to, after reading her book and thinking that's how she's supposed to pray to her deity, uh, she's going to head downstairs and order some breakfast uh, at the usual table. Okay. By the way, we're in a different town. Oh, shit, yeah. Well, at a table that would be relatively similar to the tables that we have at D drop in them. Okay. All right, we're just kind of got to breeze through breakfast, so keep it there. Yeah. Uh, just... Sorry, my brain just registered that we're actually all here and doing. Um, uh, given everything that we had goals in mind, the morning for uh, Vale would be, you know, the moment the rooster crows and everybody's moving, he's making sure that anything and everything that is his is packed and ready, grabs a thing as he's trying to encourage people, let's come on, let's go, we got to go out the door. Okay. Because uh, like I said, breakfast would be served at 7. And then we could say we're just gonna we're just gonna breeze through the breakfast real quick. Um, breakfast was served. It was just basically an egg dish was the only thing they had with either hot tea or uh, or a um, very mild ale. Nothing you know, nothing with a lot of alcohol on it. Just enough alcohol content to make sure there was no diseases. end of the day in the water um so it's about 7 30 in the morning everybody has had their breakfast um you want to walk do you want to see about horses probably about horses like or donkeys or mules okay um, the innkeeper would inform you that these stables are open and he has a very good selection. Um, Beautiful. He would, rec he would, he would probably recommend for a party your size, a draft horse and wagon. 
Okay. Rather than everybody running an individual horse, it'd be just a little bit slower, but money savings would be well worth it. Yeah. Musical cars. Uh, so does the party wish to go to the stables, or is one person going to take care of that? We're going to the stables. I don't know about everything. Well, it's just going to let her deal with it. Like, he's... Are, are you seeming like a, a woman with a plan? Like you actually know, it's like you you woke up this morning and you knew what you're doing? If she's the only one who seems to have her shit together, <laughs> then Vale's going to accompany her to trying to get ready. Cause... Alrighty, so Vale and Roslyn are going to the stables. I'll just have him move. I'll have him move. I have not. Uh, if I would have crossed paths with him, I definitely know there's times like that shit slaps, and then there are times where would you mind muting, please? Gonna mute herself. Alrighty. Um. So what, what did you say there, Axel? Sorry. I said if I would have crossed paths with them outside, I would uh, join. Join. Okay. Alrighty. So the and. Sneaky, you said you were not going to be going to the stables? No. Well, Damon's going to pray and then do what he needs to do to prepare for the day. I mean, he feels like it's going to get addressed and that too many people just makes for a cluster. Okay. Uh, so you'd stay behind at the end then with uh, Lucy and Eddie. And uh, Cortana, Roslyn, and Vale would head to the stables. Uh, you would arrive at the stables, and you would see a Goliath shoeing a horse. Uh, it's just your standard barn-style stables. There's um, probably eight stalls on each side of the barn with a small pasture outside. Um, there's no, There was no horses or donkeys or mules out in the pasture. They are all still pinned up this morning. How does this represent? What was that, Bill? How does this Goliath represent? Um, hard worker. I mean, male is where. Oh, male. Male. Male Goliath, about seven foot two. Little short, little on the short side for a Goliath. 
Um, but he is wearing standard work clothes with a leather apron. And he is, uh, like I said, he's Seems like a standard work. country boy blacksmith type. Mm-hmm. Well, now, would you be the stable hand? Or the stable master? Oh. Yes, I don't know about hand, being because I'm the one that runs it. What can I help you with? Uh, our party was looking to uh, rent out a couple horses and a carriage, uh, if, if those services are available. How many would you have I in mean, your party? Uh, I would believe that we've got around uh, six, six total. Alrighty. That should be plenty doable with one carriage and two horses. Uh, what kind of horses would you require? Uh, something strong, for sure. Draft um, horses? A couple of sturdy workhorses, some draft animals, probably be perfect. This would be nice, <laughs> yes. Uh, really? And uh, how many days would you be needing this? Well, you see, we're on a quest, so I'm not quite sure. Uh, however, could we just say about going? a week? Hmm, okay, a week. If you return them before the week's end, um, well, before the week is over, uh, you will be refunded the difference. Okay. And if we hold them over, then there will be a little bit more of a fee added on, yes? Yes. Awesome. To be fair, we are on our way to uh, combat a local problem. And how much are your prices? Oh, oh! Uh, for purchase, just so you're aware, draft horse or fifty. Mm-hmm. Purchase, but we're renting. Yes. Um, I know. I was rent, just giving him a reference. The draft horses are one gold piece per day to rent, and the carriage is five silver per day. So for a week, you would be looking at. 17 gold, six, uh, 17 gold and 5 silver. Okay. Um, hold on. And do we pay half here and then the rest after? Or is it a full price all together? Full, full price up front. Okay. I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't hear how much he said. It's 17 um, gold. And something silver. Five silver. Okay. For one week's rental. Alrighty. We just have some paperwork to go over real quick. That's easy. Would you require would you require a provision for the horses? Uh absolutely. That'd be wonderful. Uh so I'd say about a total of how about I give you like 25, uh, 25 gold? Would that be plenty mm. for everything, or should I go up to 30? Uh, well, considering feed per horse per day 
is five copper. So you'd be looking at one silver per day for a week. So that'd be seven additional silver on top of that. So we'd be at 18 gold, two silver. Pay the 20 gold, just, just to cover anything that, uh, anything else. And then you can reimburse me on our way back. Is that oh, fair? Right. That'll be fair. So would you like extra provisions for the horses then? Yes, please. And then whatever we don't use, uh, we'll give back. <laughs> Alrighty. So it said 18 gold, four silver, 18 gold, two silver. I'd prefer these lovely animals not to even go a day without a meal. So having extra provisions is more ideal. Alrighty. I will provide you with two weeks worth of provisions for them. And whatever you don't use, I will buy back at full price. That's absolutely fair. What's a... Uh, do you have any horses for purchase for, you know, say a woman of my stature? Ah, yes, we have uh, just the thing for you. Hold on a second, let me go get him. And uh, he would bring out a standard riding horse. Wait, how, how tall is your character? My character? Yeah. She is... 6'3". Yeah, I guess, yeah. That's... Fully within human norms, said that would be normal. <coughs> so you have a horse. Yes. <sighs> Oh, for this horse, with the saddle, a riding saddle and bit and bridle, he is a little older, so 50 gold dollar. 50 gold, you say? Mm-hmm. Buying instead of renting. A young horse with a uh, bit and bridle and saddle would be 87 gold. So I believe the price is more fair. Very well. I will have to uh, get back with you on that. Alrighty. I guess I don't understand your money system here. Hmm. <laughs> Basically, for the horse set up, ready to go, is $5,000 for the older horse. It'd be $8,700 for a young horse. So you're saving $3,700. Hmm. 
by getting the older horse that would last you five years, roughly, before okay. he'd become too old but, to travel anymore. But I'm confused. What's your Do you think it's too expensive? No, the, I, I'm not saying that. Like you, you gave us a lot of the mana GP, right? Mm-hmm. And each gold is worth what? Ten dollars. Uh, each gold is a hundred. So fifty gold would be five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's like getting uh, a small used car. Okay. Bearing in mind, a horse in this sort of society is the same as getting a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. For most people, that'll be the single largest investment they'll ever do. Well, I will get back to you on that. Take into consideration the average D&D party never buys a horse because the horses end up dead. And it's an expensive, expensive stuff loss. Uh, Sneaky, if you're talking to us, bud, I can barely hear you. I said your average D&D party doesn't buy horses on the grounds that it's another target for monsters. And when it comes down to it, your larger monsters are going to target the horse over the party, and then you're out of fuck ton of money. I've got Sneaky on Maxwell, and I can't hear him at all. Very weird. It's not just me, right? No. <laughs> uh, he'll probably be right back. Um. So the um. The owner of the stable would um. Put the horse away. He was shooing. And he would retrieve two draft horses and tie them out front. Well, he would tie one out front, take the other to the back, hook it to a carriage. He would fill the trunk of the carriage with two weeks worth of feed for the horses. And he'd bring it up front and hook the other draft horse up front and ready everything for you. You would then tie him back off to the post, walk inside, and say, okay, your carriage and horses are ready. Uh, who knows how to use a horse? To use a horse or to run a carriage? Two separate things entirely. Is it coming through now? Yes. Okay. To repeat, your average D&D party does not buy horses. Horses are a gigantic target for monsters. 
It is cheaper for a party to rent horses than buy horses because nine times out of ten, your anything larger than a cobalt is going to target the horse first. And once it kills it, that is a rather large expenditure of expenses. That's why the last game we played where we had horses, I armored the living shit out of them because I knew they were a gigantic target. That's why you don't buy horses in D&D. It's cheaper to rent. Swear. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want the demon. Yeah, I, I booted. I'm even snoring. Oh. Um... So after he brings the horses, who knows how to drive a carriage? I mean, I, I'm not unfamiliar. I'm, there were plenty of uh, gentlemen callers that my uh, nana had on hand who uh, showed me that sort of thing a time or two growing up. Okay, would you like a crash course on how to handle the cart or the uh, chariot? I'm, I'm pretty basically versed. It's, I just haven't done it in years. Okay. And while I have you here, I would like to discuss the possibility of an insurance policy just in case the horses die. I'm sure we. you're not talking about charging us more money just kind of pours on the job is like looking at him just the insurance policy is only one gold per oh, but you're charging something... so much already couldn't you just throw that on top anyway I'm afraid i can't for it is not cheap it is not cheap to raise a horse from a foal Then I glance over at uh, Roslyn. This is your baby here that you're you're renting out. So do you want to have an insurance policy? It's your money, after all. There is extra. There is. Um, what was it? That that, that was actually oh. to the muted Rosalind. Mm-hmm. No, she's she was unmuted. She unmuted herself. She must be talking to somebody. But uh, there was one gold and three silver left over. So we can have a week's worth of insurance with what we currently have. Tell you what. For the one one gold and three silver, you'll have your insurance policy. So you're just going to include it within what she's already paid you? Mm, she paid me extra. Oh. How kind of her. Well, how much... Well, you did give me more feed. How much would the insurance actually be? I, I don't want to... I don't want to cheap you out on anything. I want to pay Over, full price. 
Over what you currently have given me, I would need eight silver. Or, sorry, seven silver. Okay, we, so I'll give you another gold. Interest. I'll give you another gold, and then we'll we'll say it's even. Okay. It's, it's better to go over and then, you know, and then come back, mm -hmm. then go under. And then you you have your own finances and such that come in and that I'm knowledgeable about, but not in-depth about. And I'd much rather you have the pro appropriate funds to continue your business. And then when I come back, we can talk about the difference, which is okay. not a big deal. So what I need you to do is I've got some paperwork here for you to fill out, basically stating you have rented these horses from me and you have taken the insurance policy out on them. All that fun stuff. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And she's just going to start reading the contracts in depth as she's going to sign in the appropriate spots. It's just a standard rental agreement, uh, one for the horses, one for the carriage, and then an insurance policy on the horses and carriage as well. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. And it's all, it's all on the same contract. You can just see where the box was checked for ins the insurance was taken, extra insurance. Not extra, just, just the insurance was taken. So Wait, there might okay, okay. do, do you guys remember the the uh, old made for TV? It's the color of magic. Mm -hmm. It's in sewer ants. The in sewer ants policy. <laughs> uh, basically, if um something happens to the horses of the carriage while you guys have it, you're not going to be held liable with the insurance. Yeah. And there will be two and copies. And us being, us two being copies. adventurers, it's necessary. Yeah, and there's two copies of each contract, one for him, one for you. With the uh, dates on there for what was paid. Um, there's also a bill of sale, two copies of a bill of sale with the two horses rented, one chariot rented, and, uh, 14 days worth of feed purchased. And did he free write in and have us both sign the fact that we had a verbal agreement about whatever I don't use, I get my money back? Mm -hmm. It's in the contract. And then, okay. um... On the bill of sale under the feed, he put down, we'll purchase back unused feed. Awesome. Yeah, but it's, a, it's in the contract. You're just, you're just, you're, it's price per day. Um, you know, it has today's, today's date till two weeks from now on there. Okay. So she essentially paid for two weeks just in case, but she's expected to come back in a week. Yes, so you end up getting half your money back. Okay, sounds good. The only thing that is non-refundable is the insurance policy. That's fine. Okay, where is my book of noting? Right here. 
Okay. There's two weeks. Alrighty. We are good. Okay. Oh, no. Sorry about that. What is that? Was that a camera trigger? No, it was a log. Logs telling me I'm running out of time. Oh, you are you nearing your uh, eleven hour mark? Mm, yeah, until I extend it by two. Uh, that sounded like one of those uh, for our guys. If yeah, you, know, you hit too much of a bump in the road or slam your brakes too soon. Yeah, it, right, right. The, the camera's triggering on to tell you that you're being reported. Okay. So, Luna, how much gold did you give me? Let me recalculate it, but I think it's like 26. Uh, 36 gold for silver. Yep, 36. I did not give you any silver. I just gave you straight gold. I rounded okay. everything up to the next gold. Okay, so you gave 39. Where'd you get that much gold? <laughs> For real. Whose pockets have you been picking? <laughs> Anywho, I'm going to get some of that gold back. But I, I was rounding everything up to the closest gold, just because gold is easier. <laughs> because there's every ten silver and one gold. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, mm, you know what? I'm going to round it up because this person, I want to be on this person's best terms. And then that way I can get it all back when I'm done. <laughs> Except for the insurance policy. Well, at least a good portion of it, at minimum. Like the other week worth of stuff. So, y'all, your travel horses, your travel welcome has cut in half. So, you can get westward by days in You leave now. Time all this transpired. It is about eight thirty morning. Where can we best go drag everybody else out?
I'd have gone back to the guild to grab everybody. Okay. Well, not to the guilds, but... In. Or wherever you know. we stayed. Yeah. Okay, um, so, hey, Zach, um, to fill you, to fill you in, uh, basically, it's about 8.30 in the morning, and the party has decided to rent two draft horses and a carriage, which will cut your travel time to Westwood in half, so you'll be there by days in. Everybody is still in Leavenworth getting ready to go. Okay. And, um... You will see Kotiana coming back to the inn to gather everybody, make sure everybody's got all their stuff packed and ready to go. Oh, I'd bust in the door and find everybody. Come on. We have stuff to do today. We don't have time. You would bust in the door? Yes. Well, not like bust in. strength check. And the Kool-Aid man is way in here. Oh, yeah! Of course, I'd roll garbage. Um, so you attempt to bust the door in. Mm-hmm. And as you kick the door, the uh, latch seems to be a little bit stronger than you were thinking. So anybody inside would just hear the dull thud of your foot hitting the door. You're not hurt or anything. Um, but then you would just kind of, you know, curse under your breath and just open the door normally. Correct? Yep. Yep. Okay. That sounds, sounds like whatever is tempting. <laughs> okay, so you enter, you enter the inn. Mm-hmm. Where would everybody be at? It's still stayed at the end. That would be you, Tamlin, and you, Eddie. Uh, I'm eating breakfast at this point. Yeah. Huh? Breakfast yeah. to go if we want to make it by nightfall. Let's go, let's go. I'll scarf food down and let's go. My food and meander on out. Okay, so we will say by the time everybody gets gathered up, gets their stuff packed in the carriage, and it's ready, time to go. It is 9 a.m. 
and you all are at the gate to the city getting ready to head out. Yeah, you will have one day's travel westwood. Uh huh. As you are all traveling down the road, it starts off as a nice prairie and slowly transitions into forest. And uh, as everybody enters the forest aspect of it, I need option checks. Can I was ready for that. <laughs> Can oh, I perceive shit or either. am I going to be blind? I say I'll roll it. Just give me a second. I'm. Mm-hmm. That's a 23 sound. <laughs> uh, it didn't show up on my end. Let me close the app and reopen it, maybe. The only one I got was uh, Axles. Like I said, that was, I rolled that one earlier. Okay, I got the 16 from you. Okay, there's Tamlin's, a 12. Okay, so you would notice, you would both notice this so far. And what'd so you, you say you got? What'd you I say got, you got, Luna? I got 23. 23, oh, you would definitely notice this. Uh, Wolfie? Prevail? Uh, 13, you would notice this. Vail, did you roll your perception? Okay, let's just see what your passive is. Uh, you'd notice it with your passive. Things as you're driving, you're not really pay- you're you're more focused on controlling the horses than you are. So with your passive, you would have noticed this. Okay, yeah, you are. Okay, so you wouldn't have noticed it. Everybody else would have. Um, you would just hear a very loud noise from the canopy above you, for those that would have noticed it. And if you look, you would just see an eagle quickly flying away. More startled by you guys flying down the road than anything. Sorry. Did it tear holes in our canopy? No, no, no. The canopy of the forest. Like out of the treetops. Oh. Yes. Not not the canopy of the carriage, no. There's a question. Is this a covered carriage or is it an open or is it just an open cart? It's covered. Uh yeah, I... I guess I just assumed that. I thought the wagon was the one that was uncovered. Hmm. Uh, if you guys want it to be uncovered, it can be uncovered. That's fine. You can either have the cover up or the cover down. Your choice. Jesus. 
So is um anybody gonna do anything about that or just gonna let it be? Um I mean it's just an eagle. They live in forests. So mm -hmm. our famous last Probably word. not. The party does nothing? Yeah, it's just an eagle. We just startled a bird. Okay. And then the are you all going to stop for lunch or just keep moving and have something like your some of your hard pack or some jerky? Probably just keep moving I'm, and get more ground covered. I was about to say, I'm not going to stop. So we're, they're going to eat in the carriage. <laughs> if they okay. try to get me to stop, I'm going to say, we're in a, you know, we've got a coal horse and cart. Y'all can eat while we're moving. We should stop, though, soon. To water the horses. We don't want them getting dehydrated. <laughs> because while we're okay, we gotta also keep in mind for the horses. They can't speak for themselves. And we gotta take good care of them. So we will would say it it's... Hmm? Would it be a full day's travel? Uh, you would arrive... Uh, if you guys stop to feed and water the horses and take about a half hour break, you will arrive about an hour before sun sunset. Okay. Okay, so yeah, it is a full day's travel. Uh, I, it, yes, I would have stopped yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's it's a full it it is a full day's travel. If you would have walked, it would have been two days travel. So basically, where you're stopping to water the horses would have been where you guys would have made camp. Roughly the halfway point. Okay. There's there's nothing that... there. It's a it's it's more or less like a little clearing in the forest with the stream, so you can stop, water the horses. There's enough room for you to make a fire, have food if you want. Um, just relax. You know, let the horses catch their breath, basically. Because you're not like driving these horses, are you? You're letting them go along at their own pace. I'm, I'm going at yeah, a more safe pace because we don't own them. We're renting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to push them to sweating sweating and dying there. I mean, if we were being chased, that'd be a different reason, but we're not. So, right. no point in tormenting these poor babies. Okay, so y'all stop there. It is about we'll say 1.30 in the afternoon. How long are we stopped? About a half hour? About a half hour. I'll take a little walk around after I'm done eating. Okay. Um... So you're going to take a walk around, you said? Yeah, keeping the carriage in sight. All right, give me a perception check, would you? Yeah. Rosalind's just going to read her book. Okay. How's that look? Okay. Um, you will notice off in the distance a man that is building a stone wall. While um, probably about a three, four minute walk. 
his wife and two children are watching him. And there is like a little tent set up there, like a little camp set up next to this wall. I'll go over there and say hi. Okay. As you approach, the man will uh, quit his work and just wipe, kind of wipe his hands off and go, Ah, good day there, sir. Huh? Yeah, just good Fair day, Fair weather today. Ah, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Great weather for building a stone wall. Uh, no, you for the oh, no. No, no, no. The king has commissioned me to build a wall. Oh. Huh? Are we talking like a chest high farmer's stone wall here? Yes. <laughs> so if you that's commissioned to build a wall. Mm-hmm. If um well Zach's the only one that actually walked over. You guys wouldn't directly see him from the camp. But since he decided to take a walk around... He oh, okay. Walk. I thought it was... Okay. Slightly distance. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. You could probably listen and hear him talking. They're close enough for that. Well, I'm not going to chillax with everybody, per se. My, my character is... I didn't notice the bird, but I'm... We are walking... We are purposely going out into a hostile situation. Mm-hmm. So, so you would have one... been walking around the camp, stretching your legs mm-hmm. and everything? Uh, stretching my legs and taking time to whetstone that rusty sword I had, which is also what I did uh, last night. Okay. Um, you're so I'm maintaining the weapon, uh, getting getting it into at least a modicum of condition. Okay. Okay. Um, as far as that stone sword goes, um, not stone. It's a or it's not just, stone. I'm sorry. The 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 normal sword would go there. Um. Just, just, can you roll me a d20? Oh, I thought you just said that after a couple of times running it that it would be okay, but... Yeah, just yeah. Uh, just give me a d20 real quick. Yeah, I'm trying to... Control the phone button. No. Question marks, question mark. Gotta love the question marks. Is it still tumbling around on your end? Yeah. Uh, you could have probably rolled an actual d20 (laughs) could have probably made your own you can if you want 
I mean, I can easily go into my book bag right now and grab you a D20 and roll for you, but my dice are cursed, so I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> so, anybody would have... You got a 19? I'll take a 19. Okay. okay, the sword seems like it's starting to take a good edge. It is a oh. serviceable edge. I can. It'll it'll do its job now. Good enough. Yeah. Who is it Alrighty. who walked over um, the guy with the wall again? Eddie. Hello. Okay. Um, As I'm up, I'm dying over here, coughing up half my lung off off mic. <laughs> You're good. Um, like I said, yeah, Eddie would have been the one that walked off, and he's currently talking to this NPC. This man that is. Is this wall meant to keep the gnolls out? Would you have went with him? Would. Um, I... Like I said, Eddie's the only one that noticed this because he's the only one that said he was going to take a walk around. This this oh, this I going on. It's like from the cart. You're not deviating from the cart. I oh. no, like I'm wearing heavy armor. Like that's a heavy exertion to get down and walk around. So okay, I didn't know that this right. is something visible from the cart or what. Okay, yeah, no, uh, this is out of sight of the roadway, but since Zach decided to take a walk around, he would, he saw him and approached him. So it's one of those ones, if, you, if you're listening, you would probably hear their conversation. They're close enough for that, but out of eyesight. I probably have nose and book, so probably not. Okay. I'll say that if you know if it's just enough for us to hear, they'll the 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 NPC and Eddie will probably start hearing this slow kind of metallic slide of the whetstone on the blade as I draw close. You know, as they get my attention, so I start sauntering towards the sound. So I'm not part of the conversation yet. Okay, so you're making your way over there. Yes. Okay. I would have responded with, uh, uh, it's nice that the king lets you bring your family out here. Ah, yes. They wanted to come along. They know we're... He sends me out here to do this work from time to time. I'll reach into my bag, grab a water skin. Are you thirsty? Ah, yes. Thank you. Thank you. And May I ask what the wall is for? I do not know. You do he not, just you're asked just... me. He huh. asked me to come out halfway between Leavenworth and Westwood, and construct a waist-high stone wall. Uh, can I examine his work? Yeah. What do you want me to roll, or? Uh, can uh, investigation if you want. Okay, give me a second. Huh. Seems worse. Um, 
Yeah, you look at it, it's it's pretty sturdy construction. You know, he's he's doing it right. As far as you can tell, everything is sound. So I, I tell him I'm it looks like a nice ball. Sh- hmm? I'm guessing by the time I show up, that's I'm going to be seeing Eddie inspecting this farmer's wall. Yeah, you would see him looking the wall over, and this um, man just looking at him drinking out of the water skin and the wife and children would notice you walking up holding a sword. And miss him at all? Uh, you're looking at the wall. Okay. But you would I didn't know hear... if like, the sound of the whetstone would leave it away or eh, I mean if you were listening for the whetstone you would hear him. What's your passive? My passive, give me a second. Uh, 14, yeah, you would have heard it. As soon as I would have heard it approaching, I would have told uh, the NPC family that I just met, don't worry about him, he's with me. Oh, okay. What and is I look your back name, at by the, the guy, Eddie, Eddie Munson, and I'll reach out and shake his hand. Ah, my name is Philip. How nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you, Philip. Say, you guys experiencing anything weird? It's kind of... No offense, weird that you're out here just building a waist-high wall. No. The king has commissioned it. Right. Only waist-high is what he Part of the war program. Am am I close enough at this point to blatantly hear the words the king has commissioned it? Oh, yeah, you'd have heard that. Okay, so I'm like... Seeing the family, especially... I will have stopped. My, I'll stop my sharpening and sheath the sword. And uh, with when when he says the king is commissioned, it I'll that I'll stop me dead in my tracks. I'll go. Excuse me, say that again. Oh, the king has commissioned this wall to be built. Part of the works program. Help get this country out of its uh, current funk, if you will. I look around trying to gauge about where we are on the path between uh, the uh, where we started and where we're going. About and right. I'm trying to remember the conversations that we, we had earlier. Mm-hmm. This is the wall the king commissioned? Yes. There's about a wall to mark the halfway point between um, Leavenworth and Westwood. Did no one explain to you the purpose of the wall? Oh, I was just told to build a wall at the halfway point. He never said how high. He never said how wide. He never said what material to use. So I'm building a waist-high stone wall like I would for one of my pastures. I hope he's paying you well. Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, I could use a break. If you two lads would like to pick up the work for, say, an hour, I'd give you five silver each. I'll look at... Uh, if I'm sorry. kind of holding his lower face with this look of distress. 
Because he grew up in, like, a walled city. He understands what a protective wall should be. I mean, he only did send one person out here. He probably mm-hmm. sent him out here understanding that the man would hire workers. I mean, if he wanted a nice big wall, he'd have a couple of crews out here. Not just one man by himself with his family going, I know how to pick one. You have to understand royalty, though. Royalty just says, get it done. They don't stop to think about the how. So for explanation to players, basically, the country is in a recession. And this is part of the public works program that the king started to help the commoners get income. Oh. So it's literally a pointless wall that he's paying this man to build. Gotcha. He just wanted a wall. He wanted a wall at the halfway point for travelers to know they've made it halfway between Westwood and Leavenworth. With the funny thing is, when he told us, you know, oh, there's the noble problem. I'm having a wall built out there. Yeah, there's an old problem in Westwood. There's not a null problem here. Yet. Yeah, right. exactly. Yet. The king doesn't know about the null problem. The duke knows about the null problem. But the duke isn't going to overstep the king and tell this guy, hey, build a fortress wall. The king wants a pointless wall built, and in three weeks, somebody else is going to come out and tear it down. And in three weeks, somebody else is going to come out and build another one. Or if anything, it'll be other like the like the starting foundation of a bigger one, maybe or yeah. Yes. All right. It's literally it's literally work, so the common folk can have an income to help combat. Um, or my character sitting here like that, but that's not how you do that. <laughs> I'm just I'm explaining to the player what's going on. Oh, I I get it. But, like, my character is like, this is not going to work. So he will see this look of distress distress on your face. Well, what's wrong with the wall? What do you see? Am I building it wrong? Mayhaps the king does not understand what lies in your own direction that this wall might actually be of assistance against. Um, what do you mean that lays over that direction? Like, pointing off towards the, the town where we're heading towards. Mm-hmm. Um, suffice it to say they've got a bit of a critter problem. What kind of critters? As this man's family and wife are now standing next to him with questioning looks on their faces. Tell him about the critters. Is that what you say? Is that what Eddie says to Vale? Tell him about the critters. I just tell him about the critters. I I don't remember much about them. So, Uh, okay. (laughs) I can physically do it if you want me to put actual words. 
Go ahead. I just you you were quiet, so I was like, all right. We're gonna see how the wording here goes. Right. Let's go for it. Good farmer, do you know what a knoll is? Knoll? Yes, I know what knolls are. Pesky little buggers. Little. Mm-hmm. Pesky little buggers. Always rooting around in my crops. There ain't much I can do about them either. See, they're in the ground. They build these little tunnels. That's a mole, not a knoll. Oh, you said no. I am sorry. Yes. Imagine a lycanthrop, if you will, but as a bandit. Bandit? Werewolves? It's not a bad analogy. And they're here. They're in... Close by. They're... How close is close? They're the village of whatever the name of the village was. That's what we're off to go try to deal with. Hmm. Will you be coming back through here? Most likely when we're done. Fate's willing. Okay, well, if you come back through here, please let me know if you have taken care of this little problem or not. As that will decide whether we stay here and continue to build this wall, or we pack up, say, screw the works program, and GTFO. Is there a way for you to send messages? Do you pick up your supplies? How does that work? Uh, they're delivered weekly. I would, I would tell them to send more help and maybe one guard. Hmm. I'll see what I can do. Thank you for the unless warning. you want unless you want a quick lesson with a sword. Oh, I know how to use a sword. Don't mind me. Smart. I'll look at his wife and kids, As and he, I'll go. He, he but if you want little... to stay here, I would definitely have your family go home. Hmm. Sadly, this until is until he returns. <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah, we weren't able to pay the Lord because of the blight. We lost our home. Lost your home. So this is it. Uh, how much would it be to put them in a in an inn until we were to get back? Uh. For a full family, at an inn. Well, it'd be a day's journey for them to get all the way back to Leavenworth. Right. Which so is the tomorrow. Town. Yep. Um, and it's going to depend on how long you guys are out. Uh, if you want to make sure they have enough gold to see them through to your back, I'd give them five. That would I make more than them, enough. Sure, that would give them. That would give them money for lodging and food. I will give them five each. So, what what uh, other skills do you have? Well, I'm a stonemason. A stonemason. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the Dew Drop In? 
Oh, yes, I have. Well, I assure you, there's a good man there by the name of Bernard. Come, uh, try to make your way there and imply about employ. All righty. And that should be more than far enough away from this danger to keep your family well and safe. And possibly fed. I'm sure Bernard can find work for you. I do appreciate that. Thank you for the information, and uh, we will make haste for the dewdrop in at first light. But if you don't mind, he has paid me for a full day's work, so I shall give him a full day's work. And if you don't mind, while we are resting our carriage, I will stay out here, and uh, I'll do some guarding until we are after moving on. Just for a little peace of mind. Okay. No, find, just find a s sturdy piece of the wall that he's already essentially completed. Mm -hmm. Sit down on it, draw the sword back out, go back to sharpening and just basically put myself on, on watch while everyone's resting and eating and stuff. Okay. So for a quick pause, you understand that was a random encounter with an NPC by the name of Philip, who was going to <laughs> offer you guys five silver each to work for him while he was took a lunch break, right? <laughs> yeah, I figured something like that. But my character is paying attention to what's going on in the world and be like, Derfurk? <laughs> it is, it's literally one of those, like, Border walls is all it is. Yeah, I like to mark, mark, yeah, to mark between the uh, the farms. That's all it is. Like Eddie, the man do, you, do you, you want to work on a wall for five silver? Nah, I'm good. Okay, so they will have their lunch, and he will thank you immensely, and go about bad his work. Wish you good luck and safe travels. And he will go about his work. Look at that. We just turned a random encounter into a recurring character. Standard D&D &D party etiquette. <laughs> We're just improving our homestead. To take an hour lunch, yes? Uh, no, he would have ate quick. Uh, basically the five minutes worth of talking and ten minutes for him to eat and get back to work. So it would have been a half, it would have just been a half hour break by the time these two would make it back to the carriage. They'll make it back right at the half hour mark when everybody's getting ready to leave. Where have you boys been? Well, we met Philip. Watching over some Hello. farmers. We are heading into Knoll country, after all. What in the world are farmers doing clear out here? I'm building a, well, puny little wall. They're doing make-busy work for a crown. You know, it's a thing that useless crowns tend to do instead of actually bettering their economies. I just took it as uh. a crown had too much money and started looking at farmers. 
So you're saying the differences of political opinion there. The crown is paying people to build walls out in the middle of nowhere now. Apparently, border walls of something or another. I... Nice guy. He's he's gonna go check out the dude drop in. So why would he do such a thing? Because I suggested it. I mean, it's better than building a pointless wall. I would pay better. So you're, you're telling me that you just told some farmer to do something else than what he ought to do for the king? No, no, well, no. I t- told him it's dangerous, that if he's uh, interested in safe work at any point, that a good place to find it would be the dewdrop. <sighs> That's their home, too. So, I mean, they're looking oh, for a guys, good place to call home. You guys would have noticed whenever he went back to work, he was working. Fast. <laughs> like he's wanting to get this thing done as soon as possible. He went from milking the clock to go, go, go. <laughs> well, if that from... falls back on you, I just want you to know I'll play no part in it. Okay, um, so everybody's going to load back up on the carriage, get the horses re- rehitched, and make on their way, correct? Yes. Yes. Did, did they cut out? Hmm? Oh, never mind then. <coughs> What's up? Oh, I asked if I had cut out. I was informing him that if it falls, if any repercussions fall back, to him, over that matter, I won't be involved. That's that literally like a shrug. No violations of contract can be done. It's another job. You think too much. I know too much. Look at both of them and go, y'all both, or y'all think way too much and walk away back onto the carriage. <laughs> okay. Um, so if the party's ready, we'll look back up on the yep. carriage and make way to Westwood. Um, the rest of the event, the rest of the travels go unhindered. Um, and you arrive at Westwood approximately an hour before sunset. Um, it is a small farming village. It's just a small farming community. There is maybe 20 houses here. Maybe. There doesn't seem to be anything that stands out as like, hey, somebody in charge lives there. They're just all kind of houses. Just your, your standard house um you could see uh there's children in the streets playing um there's some men scurrying about some women tending to their shopping there is a small market there but it's just more more or less food and supplies kind of market there's nothing weaponry wise sale there is a 
blacksmith in the town. But he is more or less for shoeing horses and repairing equipment. And farm tools. He wouldn't have any weapons or armor. So he wouldn't even have simple daggers, huh? Uh, he has knives. And kitchen knives. Hmm. Okay. It's just a, it's a poor farming community at the end of the day is what it is. That's fine. And as you would have been mating, as you would have made it close to Westwood, the uh, forest would have led up into a prairie with uh, fields, you know, fields surrounding the town. Um, there is a potato crop out, but you can just smell the blight on it. And uh, everybody does know what the blight is, right? Not necessarily in this case. Uh, potato blight. Oh, potato blight. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, um, you're basically coming in. This campaign setting is coming in at the beginning of the potato famine. Well, a potato famine. So, yeah, a potato famine. Um Nobody's ever seen it before. All they know is the potatoes come out of the ground and they are rotten. You know, there's, they're losing they're losing eighty percent of their crop to the blight, and nobody knows how to solve it yet. They haven't they haven't figured it out yet how to stop the blight. But you can see, like, the the other fields are doing okay, like the corn looking okay, the barley and oats are looking okay, but the, the majority of the crop there is potatoes, and you could just, you can smell that sour smell of that blight in the potatoes. Just radiating. Is there anything the wrong with the soil, or is it just... I'm gonna go examine the soil and um, see if I can test what's wrong with it. If you would want to hop off the cart that's moving and examine yeah. the examine the potatoes, you can. I will. You're gonna jump out of a moving cart. Yep, and I have a shit nature roll, so I have no clue what's wrong with the soil or what's going on with these potatoes. Okay, I will also need a deck saving throw, please. <coughs> awesome six. Um. So basically, you forget that the cart is moving you just you your intuitive <coughs> mind is wanting to know like what is that smell what is wrong with these potatoes 
forgetting that the cart's moving, you just go to step out of the cart and just face plant into the dirt. Thank God it was dirt and not a stone road, or you'd have probably got hurt. So you just get up and dust yourself off and walk over to the potato field, uh, pull a couple out, examine them, and you can see they're diseased and rotten, but you have no idea what's causing it. I'm going to take some of the potatoes with me. Just what I've already pulled up. And I'm okay, going so to experiment just... with them later. Okay, so you're just going to take a couple of them in your backpack? Yeah, the two that I've already pulled. Okay. Um, so, beans as you're already wearing plate, you're going to have disadvantage on stealth. Now you're going to have double disadvantage because of the smell coming from your backpack. Because these things just smell rotten. Um, so anyway, um, the rest of the party would have made it to town. Uh, you're, you're not very far outside of town. You're 500 feet from town. Tamlin. Okay. That's fine. So upon everybody else's arrival in the town, um, one of the men will stop what they're doing and walk over to the party and go, ah, good day. Welcome to Westwood. Westwood, you say? Yes, that is the name of this town, as they call it. Westwood, you let us in. Hmm? West, would you let us in? Uh-huh. Ah, forgot. Not all people. Uh, thank you for welcoming us. May we be... Ah, you're already in. But you could be out. <coughs> huh? Sees to the horse for a second and then turns and says, Don't mind my brother. He's a bit daft in the head. That's your brother? Wait, which, who, it was Eddie speaking, right? No. No. Oh, Oops, was... I mi- Sorry, I thought it was Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, I, I could pull that with. <laughs> yeah, Eddie, I could have pulled that off with. Never, never mind them. They're daft in the head. Okay. Um, you... <laughs> um, so would you by chance be the adventuring party that the king at the, the duke sent well show yes, him the medallion yes. for the new job gen ah good 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 um, we do need help as you can see uh, we're kind of disorganized here uh, we do have some gnolls that have been pestering the last few weeks uh, they don't come every night, but they steal the crops, uh, they make their way into town, 
and uh, they try taking some of the livestock. Uh, we've been able to run them off so far, just with our with our numbers, but there just seems to be more and more every time they come back. One of these days, they're going to decide to fight back, and we won't be able to stop them. Do they just seem ravening, or are they seeming a little organized? Uh, at first, it was just one or two, but the more there are, the more... Uh, what would the word be for that? Uh, precise they seem to be with where they go. They stay moving in a group, and they go after the easier targets first. Like they go after the crops first and then after they get their fill of crops, then they try to take livestock. When the livestock make noise, direction? that's when we run out. And what direction do they go when you chase them off? Uh, they head to the south, through that wood line there. Is that the same direction that they come from? I would assume so. What time of Usually, day is it? Um, right now, you've got about 45 minutes before sunset. When do they usually attack? Uh, if I had to guess, it's, it's sometime very early in the morning, if I had to guess. We don't have clocks here. So I couldn't tell you an exact time. We have a sundial in the middle of town. So I can tell you what time of day it is right now, but sadly, when the sun goes down... Have there been any disappearances amongst the villagers? No, no disappearances. Everyone is accounted for here? Huh? Everyone has been generally accounted for? Yes, we always check. When they get chased off, we always check. And so far, nobody has been taken. And who's Would you have any of these? Hmm? Go ahead, Axel. No, oh, I was asking uh, who's been doing the head counts. I have. I can count, you know. Hmm. Interesting. So, Al, how far you said I'm like a half mile outside of town? No, not a half mile. You're maybe, maybe 500 feet outside of town. Okay. Um, well, as I'm walking, uh, I already rolled the checks. I'm Going through my head on a history check to see if I can recall any potato famines in this region with a 16 and arcana of a 27 to see if there's a magical source that could be causing this famine and then an 18 medicine to deduce whether or not this is some sort of uh, infection uh, in the plant life versus like just bad soil. 
and that was 19. Okay. Um, so, um, as you can recall, there has been one other instance of something like this, but it was for one year. And it was roughly 15 years ago. Um, there seems to be no magic affecting these potatoes at all. And as far as the medicine check goes on the soil, the soil bed itself seems healthy. Well, this would have been on the potato, not on the soil. Like, oh, on the potato. Yeah, is it some sort of like bacterial infection? Uh, it's not a bacterial infection. It's more of a mold. And it just seems like the mold's penetrating into the potato and just ruining it. Okay. I would have dropped the potatoes at that point because that's what I needed to kind of understand what what was going on. Mm-hmm. I'll ask the, the crown. Are there any willing farmers that are wanting to learn how to defend themselves that want to come along with us? Uh, um, this is just a guy that come up to talk to you. Oh, okay, my bad. And there's like, there's like no, it's literally a farming village. There's no nobles, no nothing here. It's just a bunch of people that decided to build their houses together. So they didn't, they weren't all spread out. I'll ask him that same question. Uh, well, we all kind of stay here and do our farming. The Duke comes in and takes his share. We get to keep the rest. We sell them at market back in Leavenworth and buy whatever supplies we need and survive. But with this disease going through the potatoes, it's been a hard few years. Second, second year in a row we've had this blight or this disease. I noticed the potatoes. Very interesting. Yes, we don't I'm trying to... Causes. Huh? We don't know what causes it. I'll skip right over the potato yeah. issue and go right back to the farmers coming out to learn how to defend themselves. Uh, you know, I'm trying to come up with a, a good solution for you guys, not just temporary ones that come around when that's important. Understand. Has this potato issue happened before? Uh, last year. We had the same thing happen last year. And well, I know you said it took, it's was, been going on for two years, so... Mm, yes, we so had the any, same... Mm-hmm. Any other times that this happened? Uh, we had something similar... 
about 15 years ago, but it wasn't to this extent. We might have lost 20 to 30 percent of our crop then. I don't really remember it too well. I was but a young lad. Yes, but last year we lost about 40% of our crop. And this year is looking closer to 80. Have you tried changing fields? Oh, yes, we rotate fields. But it always yeah. seems to follow the potatoes. Yes. Perhaps you need to dispose of your production source and start with a fresh production source. If, if this mold is following your potatoes, then either it's something that you're using to fertilize them, something in something in the ground. Or possibly just something in your seed or something that you're using as the progenitor for your continued crops. <coughs> time for a different breed of potato. <coughs> as he pulls a little pamphlet out that says the potato in you, the little starches. <laughs> He's going to look at the pamphlet, kind of puzzled. What is this? I go open. It's got different breeds of potato. Perhaps different one of them. Breeds of potatoes. There's different breeds of potatoes, yes, sir. Huh. What else does this pamphlet say? Do you not know how to read? No. None of us do. We all but English for Dummies, next pamphlet. Uh, no, uh, teaching people to read is quite a difficult uh, task to undertake. But this is more, uh, you know, the different kinds of potatoes, the suitable sources for where to plant them and get the best, uh, best outcome. Suppose one could grow a couple of potatoes in the house in a controlled situation and see if the same thing happens. May I ask why we're bantering over potatoes, not taking care of the issues is why we're here? Well, that happens tomorrow morning. Oh, we're just, what, going to go in Hail Mary or, you know, maybe we should... I don't Scout know. out the edge of the forest. We could go find a nice little campground and see what happens. 
or scout it out and maybe set traps? Traps. Look back at the guy that introduced us to the town. And by the way, my name's Eddie. Reach out and shake his hand. Ah, hello, Eddie. I am Jim. Would there be a suitable place for us to set up base of operations? Uh, we don't have um, an inn. There is a tavern. You could probably set up camp outside the tavern. I don't think I don't think Bob would raise too much of a fuss. What about, uh, let's say, a barn? But a barn. Ah, I'll search somewhere and use things like to attack. I suppose you could stay in the livestock barn, but that would mean we'd have to have the livestock turned out tonight. We could keep guard, take turns. If you wish to do that, I will talk it over with everybody else, and we'll let you know. Spread the word, then, if there's anybody willing to learn how to fight and defend themselves, we are willing to train. And I'll head way to the bar. Okay. <clears throat> oh, so you're just going straight to the barn? Yep. Um... He's going to look at you and go, uh, we didn't say you could use the bar yet. Well, when they say no, or if they say no, you let me know, but until then, I'm going to go scope the place out. Okay. Oh. And what I'm hearing is that they come much later on or early in the morning. Kind of situation, is that correct? You said early morning. Prior to sunrise or as the sun is rising? You just said early morning. We don't know. That's why I'm asking why he's still here. We're asking him. Um, oh, it's, in the, it, it's at night. It is. like If I had to guess a time, I would say... Probably two in the morning if I had to put a time on it. They like to make sure we are all listening. See, this is why we need the barn, because if they know we're here and we have a fire outside, they may not even show. Hmm. Wait, hold on. You're planning on building a fire? Barn should stay warm enough. We would no need for fire. No, it's not the points at Roslyn. Tiefling. Points at Eddie. 
No. Points at Rosalind. Tiefling. Points at Eddie. Tiefling. Points at myself. Tiefling. Points at... Uh... Sneaky, what's your character's name again? Which one? I said Sneaky, what's your character's name again? Tamlin. Tamlin. Points at Tamlin. Denzel of the Underdark. Why are we building a fire? Look at you confused, my point exactly. Most of us can see in the dark, love. Oh, I guess I, I said I left, so I'm not even there. Oh. All right, then. Uh, looks like this one's on you. This guy's just kind of looking at the rest of you, all you guys confused. Like, uh... Back to the matters at hand. Um, so you guys said that you can't read. Uh, are there, I don't know, any teachers or any travelers that come through here on a regular? Do you have Not people that really. may know how to read? No, nobody that knows how to read. How do you guys keep track of your numbers and sales? I can count. Enter. I'll look at him and go, can you count past 20? Yes. Without other uh, people's toes and fingers? That's quite rude, Eddie. Why are you insulting me? Anywho, um, ignore him. He's just an idiot. Uh, hey, I'm not even, sorry, I'm going to shut up. I keep forgetting. So, there. do you guys write, do you, without being able to read, how do you know contracts and make sure that you're getting, like, People are doing what they say that they're going to do for you. Besides based off of pure trust, because some people are just untrustful. Like, this is a concern. I am, I'm personally concerned for you and your village. Hmm. How can we help you improve? And I'm just trying to figure out how we can find a way to teach everybody, or at least your kids, how to read so that, you know, nobody takes advantage of them. This isn't rescue the village. We are here for one reason and one reason. Well, we might as well help them out while we're here to help. Do you have like a cousin from a more popular town that can come over and teach you how to read? Or I just I'm just trying to figure out how to make this village more prosperous. How to make this village a little bit better than how we came to see it. You know, leave things better as you f than you found them. You want to know what you could really do to help us? Absolutely. Make sure the gnolls don't get into our livestock. Or our children. Well, we're already working on that. But I also wanted to see if there's anything else we could do uh, to prevent this from ever happening again. And, you know, make your village not only safer, but more productive. Um... <clears throat> Have you been listening to the whole conversation, Luna? Yes. Okay. 
he just kind of kind of give you a puzzled look and go, uh, uh, you gotta you gotta remember the times right now. Like the this class of people are not educated. I'm aware, but she's just trying to find a way to do so, like help these people become educated, at least even at the basic levels. So to like estrange nobleman's son, bastard kid, something come in here and take over the town and make people basically slaves. Luna, there She's is just a trying to prevent war. that. There, there is a duke that watches over the town. And sends escorts out there once a week. That that's not going to happen. It's it's. Imagine medieval Europe, okay? Okay. That's what's going on here. This is a farming okay. community that works for the Lord for the land. The yeah. The the point is is you don't want farmers able to read. Mm-hmm. Commoners are not meant to read. Plus, you're talking about something that would take us months, not days or hours. Oh, I'm aware. I'm. She's not offering her services to teach them to read. Absolutely not. No, she's trying to figure out that there's like anybody in their families that come from a different city that you know could come in and teach them at least the basics, so they aren't swindled. If you're not a merchant or a noble, you don't know how to read. Well, yeah. So, but some farmers would have merchant families. Like distant relatives. The problem right now is the fact that you're talking about a time period where your average farmer is going to look at you and their response is, why would I need to know how to read? Mm -hmm. They're going to look at you in disdain. Like he's been giving you this very puzzled look saying no this whole time. We've been asking him if he wants to learn how to, wants to learn stuff. I'm just trying to prevent bad things from happening in the future. Well, that's never going to happen. It's Hermione. It's Hermione with the elves. Basically. Um, I'm going to head over towards the wood line where they say they come in through or leave through. Okay. And I'm going to go look for tracks. Okay. Um, Survival check from you, please. So I, I rolled a nature of a 20 to get the lay of the land. Um, It's basically a, for all intents and purposes, it is a large cleared area in the forest. Uh, right. I, I understand this. Uh, let me finish here. Um, to to kind of get the lay of the land to see where the easiest path of travel for these things might be surrounding this area and then i rolled a 16 on perception to see if there's anything i might be able to get on top of to have a vantage point um you could possibly go up the side of one of the houses do i see him struggling to climb up something no Uh, not yet i'm just looking there is you could climb up the water barrel on the side of one of the houses to get up on the roof, or you can move some hay bales to make up steps, basically. Or not hay bales, I'm sorry. You could move up. They, you can you can find a way to fashion some crude steps to get up on a roof if you really wanted to. 
There's okay. enough playing around. I'd would I'd want to see uh, from which whichever building that kind of gives me the most 360 view. Um, CIA is almost full. Oh, okay. Um, so let's pause this real quick, and uh, we'll pick it back up on the next recording there. Let's see here. Do, do, do. Stop.